You killed a man on company grounds, Jonathan. You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. <laughs> Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Don't tell me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 180 for March 21st, recording on March 21st, 2023. And my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. 180 sounds like a significant number. I did some maths. (laughs) I don't even know what it means. But roughly, uh, if you listen to one a day... One episode a day, it takes six months <laughs> to get through. <laughs> That's, That's a lot. That is actually significant. Yeah. Um, 180 is in degrees. It's turning around. <laughs> yeah. We've, <laughs> we've hit the farthest point. Now we turn around and head back. Uh, something like that. So thank you for joining us for the momentous 180th episode where we will talk about the John Wick trilogy uh, leading up to next week. Uh, actually, this week, John Wick Chapter 4 is being released and we will review that uh, the following week. How has your week been, Nathan? Uh fine my one of my kids is still in march break mode max so he's been coming to work with me for a little bit so not very productive days but still (laughs) and then uh spent uh this afternoon watching force awakens hadn't watched that for a long time so he's really pushing the Star Wars on me and he knows about it and he knows there's two more movies he has not seen we did Solo and Rogue One already and actually his taste I am obviously influencing him but for the last he's always wants to know what do I think what do I think and then it's just like I'm not gonna tell you you tell me and so far they're pretty good (laughs) like there's nothing but like you could just see it in that like especially he's only eight so like he gets bored of the boring parts in the prequels the the talking where it's like he doesn't (laughs) understand what they're saying so then it's like yeah this would be boring so like the exciting stuff in it it's kind of like those are two movies also like where it's like the talking stuff and then the action seems so disconnected <laughs> like it's not even in the same world yeah so that's interesting so i'm dreading it but i'll sit there and i am gonna watch the other two if he keeps asking and 
which will be fine. I'll just sit there on my phone and he'll ask questions and say, this doesn't make any sense. And I said, yeah, you're right. And I, I, I'm actually sad for him <laughs> in that he loves Luke Skywalker. We, we were talking about who's the best Jedi. And I'm like, I kind of think Obi-Wan's the best <laughs> in that he never loses. <laughs> and, but he's, he's like, he's, doesn't matter. But you got Obi, Luke, and uh, Yoda and stuff. But then he likes Luke right now. And it's like, oh, he's going to watch Luke become a jerk. So that's okay. Yeah. Luke is the best. Luke uh, is underrated, especially, well, obviously, but like Empire is awesome. And his transition into Return of the Jedi is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like Return of the Jedi the most is because of Luke. And he's not even a favorite character in the first two. It's like Han is obviously the better right. <laughs> character or like the more, I don't know, entertaining at least. <clears throat> and then in the third one, I, I don't know if it's because he kind of takes a back seat. I mean, he's still got enough to do, but Luke is yeah. obviously the primary focus and just being awesome and like being a Jedi and having the green lightsaber and everything. It's so cool. So, yeah, it is... Uh, We'll see how Max takes it if he uh, picks up what's being put down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's funny, like I've seen Force Awakens a ton of times and there was already stuff in there. Like I saw it five times in theaters. (laughs) There's stuff in there like I don't remember this. (laughs) And it's like I don't know if that's good. Like, I think that's a modern movie thing. But not all modern movies. But, like, I feel like... Like, Transformers always falls into that. And, like, uh, even some of the Jurassic World stuff where it's like... I don't even remember this happening. (laughs) Like... I think that's a you thing. (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) I remember... (laughs) especially Jurassic World. Just like little things. (laughs) Little tiny things. Where it's like, oh yeah, this happened. Well, it's it's so dense. Well, that is one thing. I I do have a... I really do like Force Awakens. Especially the first half. Uh, It is fast-paced. It is... It goes. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. It, you know what? Have we talked about Star Wars before? No, we haven't <laughs> talked about Force Awakens. We should, but I, I have. But honestly, like, did we talk about those? I feel like we did, but I don't no, remember. We we've only had. We did, I thought we did for sure because we were getting into the Last Jedi and like I don't, how, why you hate it. I don't think. Or was that about on another episode? I, think, I don't think we've ever had an episode dedicated to Force Awakens. We've had last that's Jedi weird i feel like we have no i don't think so and <laughs> like any of them we, we did solo and we've kind of done like the not so popular ones 
<laughs> yeah. Which is but Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh No, with Force Awakens, it at first it is the best. Not the best Star Wars, but just really good. But then it's what's surrounding it, and then also it, the movie itself, where it's like, it's never that it's bad, it's just not as good as it could have been, I think. Where, like, it is so just a remake of A New Hope, yeah. where it's like, that would be... It doesn't even try and hide it. It's right, just, where it's like... That's what it if is. If it's not, if it was, like, more presented like this is going to be a remake then it would have been like okay that's kind of new and different but the fact that like oh no this is part of the yeah story and that we have the exact same story again it's like at least with the return of the jedi it's like the death star is a thing but like it's a different type of problem kind of you know what i mean and I, I was because Max is just right into it, so I'm watching that Empire of Dreams, the making of the originals with him. And then one of the big things were just at the Empire section. And then it's like Lucas was saying, and it's like, and Irving Kirshner, and it's like, we can't make the sequel just a rehash of the first one. And it's just like, I think. Star Wars is built on Empire being a success and how it is not a redo. Like, so many Mm -hmm. other sequels are the same movie (laughs) and just slightly twisted. It's like, Empire, what's the... What could you point to as the same from Empire to A New Hope? It's like, they're so different. Like, battle at the beginning versus end. Entirely different everything. And it's just like... So to, like, just copy something, it's it's a little sad. And even, like, copying stuff that doesn't matter. Like, okay, uh, Starkiller base. But we're going to go blow it up. And we're even going to have, like, literally a five-second trench run. It's like yeah. we're not even. We gotta have them low to the ground in this trench area. It's like you can't even just get away from. Like you gotta copy and, everything. And they even like draw attention to it and say yeah. something of it. Like it's so. It's another Death Star. Oh no, but it's bigger. It's a right. like. But the fact that they even like compare the two, yeah. it's like and okay. It's like it's kind of like they mention the big weapon and all this stuff. We should do an episode, but it's just like <laughs> the first movie. It's like the Death Star plans is the whole movie. Yeah, and then they're on it, and it's like the Death Star is the movie of a New Hope. Like that, yeah. it's a major. Where it this, it, it. it's like an afterthought kind of. It's like the second yeah. half of the movie. Oh, by the way, we gotta go destroy Death Star. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. So that's how my week's been. <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, coming out of March break, um, I got sick on the weekend, which is unfortunate. But it was just a 24-hour thing. I feel like I was just sick, but that was more flu. Or this was more flu and the other was more of a cold. 
So, uh, and then it passed to Alexis. So she's now, uh, well, she was, she's doing better now, but, uh, no one stays healthy around here. It's just a constant, uh, everyone passing everything around. So, uh, yeah, not, not much else exciting. Um, I did go see 65 in the theater on Friday. Uh, I can talk about that in two weeks time. And, uh, I feel like I've been watching a lot of things actually. Uh, that's probably normal, but, um, lot, lots to talk about and lots to talk about today. Actually. Um, we'll see how long this goes. I feel like we can keep it pretty short, even though we're doing three movies. Yeah. Because I was thinking that too, where it's like, because they're so action heavy, it's kind of like yeah. a comedy. It's like, well, this was funny and that was funny. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So as I said, John Wick, John Wick from 2014, John Wick chapter two, which I believe was three years later. Uh, yeah, 2017. And then John Wick chapter three, Parabellum. 2019 and we can get into it when we get to it but that subtitle is it necessary does it take away from the trilogy cred (laughs) Uh, especially the fact that chapter four is coming out and doesn't have a subtitle it's doesn't bode well it is absolutely gross and uh yeah, well, we can just... And there's a five. They've already said there's going to be a five, and that doesn't have a subtitle See, so far. I don't... I I was suspecting that he wasn't going to die, but they shouldn't tell you that there's a five. <laughs> like, yeah. they, like, announce it the weekend after, usually. Yeah. It's like when you get a good box office return, you can yeah. say it. And there's supposed to be spin-offs and a TV series, too. There's supposed to be, like, a ballerina thing i don't know what it's okay and then an an actual tv series about the continental or something that could be good i it's one of those things where like tv these days can be actually pretty good but just hearing that i immediately think that's going to be terrible even though it sounds like a good idea and it could be something good i just i don't have high hopes for that no i don't and it's like what makes the series good and all that or it's like I don't know if you can put that kind of effort and specialness and you're kind of diluting it maybe yeah. so yeah so <clears throat> I've mentioned before but uh, I'll say it again uh, for the episode I have only seen the first one until recently uh for this episode watched two and three um mainly because i liked the first one so much i was a little afraid of it being ruined by sequels um and i think the fact that i was able to watch both of those like the two and three back to back kind of justified them I feel like, um, I don't know how I would feel actually if I saw 
two in theaters. Uh, I I still really liked it, but my main thing is the first one is so simple. Mm-hmm. It's just like a really good action film and like very simple plot. But then there's like this world building that happens and a lot of mystique to it. And so I was like, I don't want this to be explored more. Just like right. keep it vague the way that it is and like you kind of your mind runs with things but i will say having seen these now i think they do it justice uh i do think the second one is the weakest I agree. but I agree. it it justifies the the third or the third one justifies it maybe um especially the way the second one ended uh I, I loved the ending and and so like if I if it didn't end the way it did I would it would have been like a lot less to me but because of the way it ended it still feels like it fits but it also felt like a whole new story like it's kind of not even connected to the the first one it could have been its own thing almost yeah um but they just wanted to build off of a success, so it's understandable. But uh, yeah, and then the third one, uh, I've only seen it once, but it's like, I don't know, I think that that one might have the best action of the three, and I really liked it. So yeah, um, I, those are my opening thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I just looked it up for some reason, unless I got this wrong, but I think Wikipedia says that it came out in October, the first one. And for some reason, I had it in my head that this was like a January release. So it still could have been. And like, just in that, like, maybe it was an early October thing, but I didn't take time, more time to research that. But I just felt like this was like, not that they thought it was bad, but like, I feel like uh, Taken and other just like pure action movies sometimes come out in January and like they used to be like a joke where it's like you dump your crap in January but Mm -hmm. there was always at least one I felt like that wasn't crap in January where it's like it's also prime time to put like one good movie out there where you have very little competition uh, for a few weeks but yeah, I saw all these in theaters. Uh, I didn't even r- realize it uh, that I owned the second one. I was looking at my. I knew I owned the first one, and then it, because I was always hemming and hawing buying the trilogy on 4K, and then I didn't even register that I had the second one. So maybe that was subconscious. That I was like, well, I don't want to buy five movies and. <laughs> for three movies uh, and now that the fourth one's coming out and the fifth one it's yeah. like no it, it's that. even with Mission Impossible it's like yeah. I've stopped I have some of those but it's like I, they'll all eight of them eventually will be in a nice uh, 4k box set and it's like uh, I'll just wait especially because things are so accessible now so like yeah. These were on Amazon and Crave, and they're all over the place. So, 
But yeah, I agree. There was something recently I was going to do that for a box set, and it's like, but there's another one coming out. I already know that, right. so I'm not going to get this box. Set. Yeah, it's harder. Yeah, when it's not finalized or something. Like yeah, that. I forget what it was now, but yeah, me, I don't think it was Mission Impossible because I have all those anyways. Yeah, but yeah, but um, I just looked just before you go on. T- Taken came out in 2008. And I always think John Wick kind of started like this is almost its own genre of like the one man army right. unstoppable force thing. But I feel like Taken could have been the one that kicked it off. I think for sure Taken is like how there's never, not never, but how there's always like a resurgence. So like yeah. people like superheroes, like, well, technically Superman and then Batman. But I would say X-Men and Spider-Man are really the ones to start the new era. Yeah. And then same with this type of thing where, like, there is diehards and there are yeah, men against obviously. the thing. But, like, this era yeah. of that, I think, Taken is that. Where it's, like, just a very simple, pure revenge. Like, yeah. just beyond, just, like, action, action, action. I might watch these next because I have seen the first two, but I haven't seen the third one. And I, I do like the second one. See, I've only seen the, the second one once and remember not liking it. I suspect I still wouldn't, but I, I've only seen it once. Yeah, I thought they did a okay job because, again, it was like it's not exactly a rehash it's like they flip it where he's taken him and the wife and i also felt like it was nice and short so it was like oh we're over nice like it was just boom 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 and it wasn't dragged out so i just that's about all i remember i like with these the fact that there's a fourth one and people are kind of excited about it and it's not like a fourth one a decade later like it's just like no the i think uh, I think you need to be making money and have some, not necessarily critical success, but like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like these are pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I remember liking the first one quite a bit and a completely pleasant surprise type thing where it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then learning more and more about it, how... I don't know if it's the directors are like the stunt guys from the Matrix movies or connected to somehow. Yeah, I think some connection. I don't I think one of the guys I wanna say he is Keanu Reeves stunt double or something. Right. Or uh yeah, definitely it's this one guy, Chad Stileski. Yeah. And I think Matrix Reloaded stunts Mr. Reeves Neo Double number one. (laughs) So like, just the style of it, uh, and like the simple story, the action, the like the character stuff. Where I do love the like he's Darth Vader. Like there's a fear of him from the bad guys, quote bad guys, which is awesome. Which builds it up. Which I think is when you have everyone talking about him, like it really makes it that much better. And uh, 
like it's not it's obviously not realistic fighting but it's I don't know what you call it like it's not insane like it gets crazier as the series goes on but they kind of justify it more I feel like with like the uh, like bulletproof suits and stuff more yeah but like it's wacky but it's like it's it's towing a line or something where it's like it's ridiculous but then somehow not believable but you know what i'm trying to say like i don't know there's there's something there where it's like yeah this guy is awesome or whatever and it's kind of almost matrixy or whatever but like yeah i don't know and i do i love it so much about these movies uh really appreciated uh how they look i do especially the second two it's in the first one too when he's in the nightclubs and stuff but like they have that like neon like they're like yeah the third one gets really neon but it's yeah it's there in in all of them yeah um and yeah it's just visually nice the stunts are great even stuff that is fake looks still pretty good uh i think of like the motorcycle chase yeah stuff where it's like that's all fake there's no way you're filming i was thinking the same thing it's like there's no way that's real but it looks real it looks really good yeah so yeah maybe it is real (laughs) i I can't just because of the camera work and stuff it's just like that's that's too good but yeah uh i yeah and i think this suits keanu i have nothing i'm not a keanu fanboy but i have nothing against him at all i i'm happy that someone that seems so genuine and nice it has success and people like him so yeah i like also that like this movie and i think all three so far scream effort like they're not phoning this in like at all like i i feel like so many other things could just be like okay let's just pump these out and cash a check but it's like there's way too much action and you could even argue for the third one it goes on a little long and this fourth one's like two hours to over two and a half hours so you like they have almost too much you know what i mean so it's not yeah but in a good way well, even the naming so stuff like it's not like oh we're just trying to do this and just push it out it's like no we have yeah. other fights imagined so we're gonna ram them in somehow yeah even just the fact that they've named them chapter two three four like I think they have a story and it's all connected and it's not just like Die Hard and now Die Hard in an airport, now Die Hard in New York. It's like, it is like the second one happens like the the same week or the next day almost. I don't, I don't know if that's where it starts. It's the same. It feels, <laughs> it feels like the second one is within a couple days. Yeah, and then there is a line um, because like it's there's a bunch of scenes that happen, and someone says like the last week you've been busy or something yeah. like that. So it's like obviously there's there's some 
time spent like doing these things and it's not like he's just all over the world instantly but uh yeah so it's that's where it's like they're they're connecting it i i still feel like that the story from the second one is not quite related it's like they they kind of add on to the first one and the mythos of like oh he did the impossible job and it's like okay well we're not going to go too much into what that was but we're getting into these markers and what was the marker and like all this stuff and it's like that kind of ties it in but uh it obviously could have just been the one movie and then that was it Mm -hmm. and they didn't you never know when there's going to be a huge success like that and then yeah like the the sequel it's like this could have just been a new thing like you you almost could have uh started from scratch or or something but it's nice that they can build off something that already existed yeah no for sure so yeah and i feel also with like so much action there is especially i don't know how long the other two are but like they're definitely not crazy long they get longer but like if you just cut out all the action and just had the dialogue stuff like they'd be pretty short right yeah (laughs) so like it's not like these stories you could have packed in all this into a easily two and a half hour movie if you cut out a lot of action you know what I mean so like the story's not hard to follow or that like it's just like it's fairly simple so uh having chapter four and chapter five it's like these aren't lord of the rings right <laughs> like they're it, uh it's pretty straightforward uh so i feel like it does get a little complicated though complicated but like i'm just saying like time spent on story isn't i feel well, excessive that's my one complaint about the second one is there is a lot of exposition type things and it feels like longer periods between the action and doesn't really excite me or anything or keep me that interested whereas the third one when they're doing that every time there's this in between the action dialogue and story stuff it's making me more excited for the action that's coming so i feel like the second one grinds a little bit yeah i i would agree and there is a lot of exposition especially at the beginning of the second one yeah Uh, so yeah it's like that's why they threw in the extra stuff about his car like i feel like that is just to have the action and obviously this is an action movie you want action in it but it's like that almost goes nowhere um it's not even that much of a resolution to the first one because you're already it's already resolved like he's he's killed the the son and the the father right (laughs) and then it's like i i didn't even register and i've seen it a few times that it's like he doesn't get his car back but it's not really about his car. 
No. Uh, no. So we've already spent time talking about all three of them, but if we're drilling into the first one. So the reason I like this so much, again, is just the simplicity, but it's also like it's really a really good reason for the thing to happen. And you kind of you don't learn anything about John Wick or his past until this stuff happens to him. It's like you see uh, flashbacks of his wife and then you see him at the funeral and stuff like that. And you don't, it's not like it doesn't go into his whole life as an assassin until after the guy comes to steal the car and kills the dog. Uh, And that seems to be like, that's like the kickoff point and then it's like that's John Wick it's like oh and then it starts to build on like who's John Wick and then you learn more and more and see what he can do and all that stuff but the fact that that like the way that it's set up and I feel like some people don't even get it even though it's it's not hidden it's pretty obvious but like I've seen people talking about like um I think I it was someone recently I I posted a picture of all my Blu-rays that I haven't watched that I've bought and these two were in it and uh they're like oh you got to watch John Wick 2 and 3 and then someone said like I would I'd kill for my dog too and it's like I feel like people miss the point on the dog thing right. cuz like there's even the memes of like Thanos kills a dog and it's like that's John Wick's dog and he's like oh crap and that's how the the Avengers are going to win because John Wick's going to come because you killed his dog it's like it's not about the fact that it's a dog it's because his wife dies but sends him like posthumously this puppy to say like you need to keep living your life you need to learn to love again. Here it is. So it's like the dog represents his wife right. and like his love for anything. And then that gets killed. And it's like he's in this grieving process and he's and he gets that taken away from him. And then that's what sets him off. It's not just like, oh, I love dogs. I'd, I'd go on a killing spree right. too. It's like no one would do that just for a dog. Like they might say they do. Or, but I don't know. It makes it's so much deeper than just like whatever. Yeah. And that's why Taken is good, too, because it's like it's his daughter and he would do anything for the daughter. So it's like there's the emotional thing, too. It's all about family. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) How did you like I'm waiting for Frank's reaction with 65 having all the family stuff in it? Yeah. He's going to love that, too. There's a strong push for like the uh, the male taking care of the young female. Becoming a family of their own kind of thing yeah. these days in movies and TV. I think it's because it's so safe. Who can it's like, argue against it, it? Like even just, uh, I've seen stuff about Pedro Pascal, how it's like there's The Last of Us and The Mandalorian. And yeah. I've not watched The Last of Us, but from what I understand, it's like him yeah. taking care of this girl. And it's the same thing with <laughs> Mandalorian. Yeah. It's like it's been done quite a bit. Uh, you're talking about the dog represents his wife and stuff it makes me think of Seinfeld when he's uh, bootlegging movies and Kramer it's like the the bread 
represents his soul. He's trying to buy back a piece of his soul. And, like, it's way over Kramer's head and all this stuff. But then, uh, I agree. There is, there's something else like that where it's, like, all the memes kind of miss the point. I kind of almost feel, uh, talking about Star Trek, Kirk's, like, womanizing is that way where it's like that's like I feel like even in the original series he probably like sleeps with like two aliens and this is the big thing now and like it's not in the movies right you've seen it and it doesn't get to be right so it's like this reputation doesn't really isn't deserved but it's just like put on stuff and I feel like John Wick dog thing and the movie like the third one addresses it more where it's like him remembering his or no the set which one is it whatever where like him being alive he can remember his wife that's his, the point of living I think that's the, the third right. one yeah but even the third one. one like you can forgive <laughs> mouth breathers which I'm probably one uh but, like, with Halle Berry and her dog. And then he's like, I get it. Or whatever when someone beats up the dog. Yeah. But, yeah. Does that... Just while we're on that. Does that dog die? Or does it just get shot and it's like... It has, oh, that hurt because it's got the vest thing on. It has a bulletproof vest. But, like, it's such a weird thing because it's like... Did he not kill that dog? And then uh, I thought that is like, oh, well, at least she has a second one. And then I'm like, wait, no, there's still two running around. And it's like, because it's funny because when it happens, the dog is obviously still alive and it's like living (laughs) on the ground. But I was like, oh, it's going to die. But then it didn't. It was weird. (laughs) Uh, Um, Go ahead. So, yeah. This one, uh, so yeah, it gets uh, the stuff, the dog killed, steals the car. It moves very quickly, I noticed. Like, it gets to that point fast. And I think because you haven't learned anything, and it is just like, this is a guy whose wife died, and there's a little bit of a, like, thing at the funeral with him and Willem Dafoe, where it's like hinting at things like you don't still find out anything but then yeah it's very quick where he like goes to the gas station and meets the one guy and then it gets stolen that night and he gets beat up it's yeah it's super fast moving um actually this i think comes before when it shows him driving on like the the airstrip Right. He like goes because uh, I think the dog is with him, or obviously he still has the car at that point. So, uh, and he also seems kind of suicidal. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's gonna almost crash. It seems like he kind of wants to just end it there. Uh, and I like uh, John Leguizamo, Guzamo, however you say his name. Um. I like that his scenes are not in order, in chronological order. They're kind of cutting to tell the story in a 
nice way where it's like uh, John Wick going to see him and then it cuts back to when mm-hmm. the the guy's there and yeah it's that, that it's a well-paced movie it is well-paced and stuff. how good is that where like John Guzmo what's his name whatever <laughs> Yeah, Le Guzmo. Le Let's call him Le, Le Guzmo. <laughs> uh, but like his, like he punches the kid confidently, yeah. and then like talking to the father is like, oh, I understand. Like, there's no, like, yeah. It's so that is such a good setup with like yeah. that and, building and this yeah. fear of. It's like he knows that he screwed up. Like he knows that the kid screwed up. So he can be that way because the kid's like, we own you. And he's like, you have no idea what you did. Like, so he has like, yeah, all this confidence. And then, yeah, that scene with on the phone, it's like, I hear, I hear you punched my son. It's like, yeah, he stole John Wick's car. Oh, <laughs> that's all he says. And he hangs up. And it's like, that is perfect. Where it's like, understood. Right. <laughs> It's, and that's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, I, I was saying also, I don't think I finished. But yeah, I think these movies fit with Keanu with like very little speaking. So like, yeah. it's, there's not, it's not like this crazy uh, drama scenes where like I think he, his weird way of speaking kind of works. Uh, and... Yeah, I I like it quite a bit with all that, uh, yeah, limited dialogue. And then uh, just in general, again, like how the action is filmed, it is stunt coordinators, you can tell, because they want to show it off. Where it's like, it is, there is cuts, no doubt, or whatever, but like a lot of it is back to see the action and show it off. Whereas, like, they might lose a little bit of, like, quote, realism. Whereas, like, people taking their turns to fight John Wick a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah. I think it's worth it instead of shaky cam, like, having it so it's like I could be fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, you want skilled people that only, like, you have to be pretty athletic to be in this movie type of thing. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's the opposite of uh, arresting Palpatine, (laughs) just like weird (laughs) editing. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's one of those things you think of when watching it, like, why don't they all attack him at once? Mm But they do a pretty good job of just like spreading people out, so they're just pouring in one at a time, but still, it's like. I don't know if if you know it's John Wick there, maybe coordinate yourselves a little bit better. And but uh, and I think yeah. they do a great job in all three of him like taking people out in different turns. So like, yeah, taking someone out, then fighting someone else, and then coming back to the guy that you just knocked down and then shooting them. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I think really adds to like the fun of the violence yeah i that is definitely the draw like as much as we're talking about story and oh yeah that like obviously the draw is the action and i remember the first time watching this and like immediately getting it like when 
when they come to uh, his house, it's like the second time, obviously, when he's ready for them. And it's like, oh, so this is just him like headshotting everyone. (laughs) And like, it's so precise yeah, like efficient. and that's, that's what I, that was my it, note of like i yeah i love that scene when he jumps over his stair yeah like, it's just like he knows exactly what to do sh- where to shoot in the wall where the guy is. yeah like, it's so good yeah the i feel like it's carried throughout them um i, feel, I don't know if one does it the most but uh it's not always this way but there's a, a lot of like uh, shots to the chest and then finish them off with a headshot. Yeah. But it's just like his stance and yeah, just the precision of everything. And there's that one like viral video of him actually using guns and being awesome with them, like Keanu. And uh, yeah, it's like this is obviously this could look a lot worse, like the choreographed ballet kind of stuff, right. but it looks very real. And like even the stunt people, I, I you have to give credit to the people who are going down and them doing a good job oh, yeah. because they're the ones selling it. Um, it doesn't matter how precise he is. Like it, it does matter a little, but like if they look like crap, then it doesn't matter how cool he looks. So props to them. Uh, but yeah, that's the best stuff is just the, the quick kills, the precision, the the headshots just the close quarters pistol to the the chest and then head in quick su- succession is awesome yeah no <laughs> uh, absolutely it, like it is and it fits the character like the efficiency and all that kind of stuff and it in a weird it just hit me now with thinking of efficiency or whatever but like in uh Black Hawk Down. I forget the stats. They say the stats at the end of the movie. The stats. That's a weird way to say it. But like, however many Americans were killed, and then whatever, and like how many people were involved in the battle, and then it was like, and then it's over a thousand Somalis were killed, right? And it's just like, there's all these like stories of this kind of stuff where it's like a group it's like 300 is the same thing the alamo is the same thing i even feel like star wars has an element of it where it's like the rebels are better fighter but the uh, empire has way more people where it's like the highly skilled can do a lot so like yeah he can the patriot (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah uh yeah, so that type of efficiency where, like, he's just doing it all properly where other people are just, like, spraying bullets and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. So much of it. And at the same time, it's like every now and then something happens in this where it's like, did you forget, like, the rules of your universe? Like, that not that everyone is that skilled but there's a lot of characters in it that are assassins like you get the the uh sense that especially the first one not a lot of them are assassins as well they're just thugs for Mm -hmm. this russian gang or whatever um but like in the second and third one it's like 
obviously not everyone can be that skilled or like as skilled as John Wick because he's just the greatest. But uh, you would think that some people, it's like finish him off, like right. <laughs> use a gun, like headshot right now. Like why are you not doing it? Like well, it's yeah, just it gets at a little bit where like everyone's on him, like they're yeah. trained assassins too. You would think, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know everything. Uh, I, yeah, I like how it's filmed. The long shots, the wide shots. Uh, I love the like subtle opening up to like this isn't a real world, or like it's like almost. I made a note of like this is a Pixar movie <laughs> or uh, Men in Black. Where it's like this like hidden world beneath so it's like yeah the cop allows him to do whatever he wants type of thing the way they pay for everything is with gold like it's yeah. all this weird stuff like there's the guys that come clean up the body i was saying uh to maybe Evan or something I was talking to. It was like, if I would be anyone in this world, I'd be the cleanup guys. It's like, you get paid a lot <laughs> and yeah. you're not really in risk. You just have to keep your mouth <laughs> yeah, shut. Just clean right? up and just shut up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of jobs in this universe that would be pretty awesome to have. <laughs> and like, is there a prerequisite or just anyone can get in yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah I, the world building and yeah that stuff is what uh heightens this um yeah the cleanup crew what is it um dinner reservation for 12 he says right is there 12 dead bodies i think so is that like, i i forgot to count but it's like i'm assuming that's what the code is is i've got 12 bodies for the cleanup i've looked at uh like kill counts before and there's like people will do like the uh, graphics where it'll be like how many yeah. headshots how many for and break down this movie or whatever and then they'll break down the scene so like this one him in the church him in the like nightclub all the things like that so I'll just run through them quickly What? how about this how about you guess how many he kills in each movie <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, Anything? First one I would think is the lowest. You're um, right. And I would say it would be between like 100 and like 150 or okay, something. Well, it's actually only 77. Oh, okay. That's what, and I haven't gone through this myself. I think there is a thing on the DVD where you can watch it and there's a counter. Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I should do that next time. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. But uh, I think these are like, some people will look into it like where it's like a confirmed like headshot kill where like maybe it doesn't kill everyone. I'll just run through them. The, uh, The second one's the most at 128. And then the third one, they say 94. But this is just me Googling it and whatever I, number I saw first. So, Yeah, I feel like that kind of checks out because I feel like the third one, there's less 
like waves of guys or it takes longer to kill people so like especially there's like the armored SWAT team where it's like it it there's not that many guys there and it's just like a lot of effort to kill them and then there's like the um hand-to-hand stuff like the boss fights at the end and they draw out and it's only a few guys yeah and he doesn't even kill them yeah and i don't know if those are counting like halle berry killing guys yeah if that was just a kill count for the movie because yeah it follows her more in that scene than him yeah and her killing people so i I didn't really go deep in that yeah you can listeners you can go do uh deep research on that so here's another number it's 24 minutes in that you actually find out who john wick is and i I think what i mean by that is when the guy tells the story to the son of like him being the baba yaga and all that and i do i i love that the baba yaga is a great name for like yeah how they react to it and i feel like one of the uh thugs with the kid kind of knows who he is because he's kind of always like looking and like put bringing him aside and like trying to get him not to act like an idiot yeah um oh what was i gonna say uh oh the talking about them saying baba yaga there's some very stylized subtitles yes in these what where it's like highlighted words and stuff I, some of the time it's okay the second one Sometimes, i feel like it's pushing it a lot yeah there's some things where it's just like for emphasis certain words it's like that well, doesn't need to be like that <laughs> but yeah i don't know like even the first one some of it kind of looks a little cartoony but i don't know it it is just like a really stylized movie so it kind of fits yeah so I, I don't know I don't love it I don't hate it yeah. it's just it's there I like the characters that they bring in like I kind of because I hadn't watched this in a while where it's like oh yeah Willem Dafoe's in this like yeah. and it's just like cool little things like that and I love that like when you first see him like when he's at home he's like uh, uh, blending all this like vegetable juice and it yeah. seems like that's like a subtle little joke of being like healthy when you're older and stuff or something like that yeah uh, and i like that he makes <laughs> he pours a glass for the other guy <laughs> do you notice that? that he like he gives him like a glass but he doesn't touch it and then when he's leaving he's like thanks for the juice <laughs> but he didn't have any of it it's just like a courtesy thing I think it's, there's subtle humor in this. I think that's another strength is that they don't do too much winking and like kind of like the cop, like just saying like uh, when he shows up and being like noise complaint, noise complaint and like just being kind of uh, a, a little tongue in cheek. But it's not like there. no one's cracking jokes, but there is little bits of humor. Yeah, I would say the only one that like where it's like kind of winking at the camera is when the bald guy in the third one is like fanboying about John Wick when like they sit beside each other there and then all of a sudden he's like 
talking to him like he's like oh yeah i'm a huge fan of yours almost whatever he says but yeah yeah i I love the continental what's his name uh winston is the absolute best that guy's yeah voice i I love that especially in this one i think i think the first one oh i is the best they they i think that's what i that was my fear is like they're gonna destroy this character there's too much mystery about him and the continental that i i don't want reveal i love him uh in the second one that's what brings it i do think the second one's the weakest of the three but i him saying excommunicado so many times yeah Yeah. the the ending is definitely the best and yeah he sells it like that word the way they get yeah ian mcshane is awesome and his voice is awesome and yeah like that word excommunicado (laughs) like he says it so many times and yeah like i don't know Uh, and and then the fact that i love this too that he calls him jonathan where, like, I love that yeah. in people's relationships, where it's, like, a parent using a child's full name, not even when they're in trouble, but, like, this is what yep. they call them, uh, or something like that. I, uh, so many good things. How he infiltrates the club, and, like, he doesn't kill the one guy, because it's just, like, why? It's, like, he, yeah. there's some humanity there. Uh and yeah, like it is, he knows him, and like the the guy, <laughs> he obviously was expecting it too. Right. Where it's like he knows that he's gonna be coming, and then he gets the drop on him, but then yeah, lets him go. I think yeah, it, yeah builds the character where he's not just like a killer just to kill. Like yeah. he doesn't have to kill that guy. He knows that. Yeah, I like uh, the Perkins fight, the girl fight. I like that. There's some like she's bad or whatever like she's breaking the rules or whatever yeah but i do like i i think it's like there obviously it's a violent movie like lots of headshots lots of killing but it's not gory really yeah like it's like i feel like they could have went a whole different way with like blood everywhere or whatever but i do like when she has her the blood in her teeth and she's all angry and he's beating her up or whatever. Like, I feel like there's effective images, like, throughout it. Like, if it's him walking to New York with the dog, and, like, there's lots of... And in the second one, I think, with the silhouette of a house burning down and stuff, it's just, like... It's just good stuff. Yeah, it feels like a comic book movie... Or, like, yeah. this, yeah, re- weird world or whatever. Yeah, it does feel like it could have been a graphic novel, especially, yeah, the Continental and all the rules and stuff like that. Um, and they obviously get more into that with the second and third one. Um, uh, but, yeah, her fight... I don't really remember much of the fight itself. I, I do like uh, Willem Dafoe and his... Uh, part in that how he like kind of warns him with a shot yeah uh like he's supposed to be taking him out and he's actually protecting him yeah. um so he's awesome <laughs> i kind of wish you got to see more of him but it's like oh well, yeah so that makes sense what happens that just reminds me of like so the people like 
So they get Lawrence Fishburne, and then Halle Berry in the third one. Who else do they have? Uh, what just just recognizable recognizable names or? and like expanding the universe and stuff. And it is fun having Lawrence yeah. Fishburne in there for the Matrix reasons. And then like there are direct Matrix callbacks where it's like uh, I need he what he says like. I need guns, lots of guns, or whatever he says. Yeah. Like like, yeah. Uh, so I feel like that that is nice enough, just having those uh, little things like this, that. The second one also has Common. Yeah, which is awesome. Rapper Common. Uh, who else? I feel like, yeah, there's just kind of people. I guess the, that, there's a lot more in the first one that I, I probably recognize. Um I really like the uh, concierge. Yes, he just died. Uh, and he, yeah, literally just this week, just died. That's Lance R- Reddick. And I, f- which yeah, he he has an awesome voice. Well, that and the fact that like his relationship with the dog thing. Yeah. So that and then it's perfect that like he's not fighting in the second one. They leave it till the third one, where it's like, you yeah. know, he fights at the Continental. Like, that's kind of Like, I don't know. It just seemed to make sense. And they're, they're not just, like, wasting it right away. Like, they're kind of pacing out, like, where it makes sense that this guy fights. And that he fights. And Winston is not going to be Yoda and start fighting, too. Yeah. Like it's just like no, the, the I, yeah, athletic I do people like that. Are the ones that are gonna do it? It's not gonna. He's be. he's almost like um, obviously there's different ones, but like Alfred. Yes. Uh, maybe more like the Jeremy Irons, <laughs> right? Or Andy Serkis, uh, kind of Alfreds of Batman, where it's like he does seem to be pretty capable, and it's not unrealistic that this guy would have some sort of training and you don't even really see him do much. And some of the time it's like, I thought he's going to come back and be dead or something. Cause it's like, you're not seeing enough of him and it's just like, no, he's doing his thing. But you do see there's actually, I should say once they get the shotguns, then you see him a lot. Yes, It's like, there's the, before that where you're just seeing John wick and then, there's all the shotgun stuff, and then you actually do see him doing a lot, and that's pretty awesome. Um, that guy, uh, I know him from Fringe. He was on that show. Uh, I didn't watch all of it, but he was like, I don't know if it was FBI or CIA, whatever the like big organization. I don't even know if it was one of those or if it's some made-up one, but he was kind of like the head of that. So a similar kind of figure where he's just like very stoic and and he's more giving out orders and stuff, but he doesn't have the accent that he has in this. Mm-hmm. He's just like talking normal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love his voice. And uh, he also did a voice in, I don't know if you ever played Destiny. Uh, it's made by the people that did Halo, but like as soon as I heard it, it's like, oh, it's that guy. Right. <laughs> like, it's so recognizable. So, yeah. R.I.P. Lance Reddick. Talking about uh, Alfred Batman, the guy in the second one, I think. 
I th- isn't he the guy in uh, the Dark Knight? The my dogs are hungry guy. Uh, he's at the beginning at the car place, sitting at the desk. I feel like he's one um, of the mobsters, like that sits. No, I know who you're talking is about. That not the same guy. No, because the guy at the beginning of the second one is, um, shoot, I forgot his name, but he's the one in. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter Stormare is his name. He's in like Armageddon. He's the oh, Russian in the space station, and okay. the Lost World yeah. Dieter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, but the, yeah, I, that other guy could be in one of these. I feel like he would fit right yeah. in. So my dogs are hungry. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There is that, but yeah, uh, I like. Oh yeah, just the Central Park thing in New York. Uh, it, they it's a. It's in Home Alone 2, like that fountain area, and where they kill Perkins, like you walk under. Yeah. So, and I like that they keep kind of going back to there. And it's in uh, uh, Hostage with Mel Gibson. Uh, it's famous <laughs> Central Park area. But yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that how he kills his kid also. Like, he's finally, it's not. Like, there's his little fight at the warehouse there in the first one. But then he's down, and he just walks up to him and shoots him. Like, it's not some fight or, like, I'm going to think about it now. It's like, no, my whole purpose has been to get to you. Yeah. And I know that it's been brought up before uh, how, like, the the father uh, being kind of the the big boss and like how it's almost ridiculous that it's like a fist fight between them at the end but watching it's like I don't know it's kind of believable because he's had quite a night so he is tired (laughs) and like he's he's gone through a lot so it almost levels the playing field in that way but then in the second and third ones it's like this guy it doesn't matter like he's right. been through a lot and he just keeps going so it's yeah. like I've, he's more super it's funny than... just quickly force awakens chewie shoots kylo ren with his crossbow in the stomach and then and we already saw how powerful that weapon is in that movie yeah so he people are flying so then it works that like Everyone's like, how does Ray and Finn even fight him? And it's like, well, you can just say the Force. But also, he's fighting hurt quite a bit. Yeah. So, like, that kind of thing. That happens in one of the Rockies, too. Where, like, the bad guy, like, breaks his hand or whatever. And Rocky's old. And it's like, okay, well, maybe you could, if you were a professional boxer... And a younger guy broke one of his hands. It's like you could maybe have a chance then. Yeah. So. Um, and yeah, the, so Vigo is the the big boss guy. He's in uh, Mission Impossible. Ghost Protocol is that the one? He's the bad guy in that. Okay. Yeah, Ghost Protocol. Which it's funny because I I. I wouldn't have put those together 
because it's like he almost has a really forgettable face (laughs) because that's one of my complaints about ghost protocols like what there's a part where he takes off the mask and it's like who is this guy like i don't even know who this is yeah i feel like with a undistinctive beard it's not like if you have a big beard or something but like he just has like yeah there's nothing whatever yeah that reminds me i love keanu's beard how like yeah his facial hair how it grows on his face is awesome it's like high on the (laughs) cheeks and weird like uh, yeah, it's it almost looks like it's groomed that way, yeah. but I don't think so. I think that's just the way that it grows because it's like, yeah, it like accentuates his cheekbones almost. Yeah. Like he, he it, looks like he's a skeleton. Yeah, and I like the, like he has this stuff buried. Like that concrete scene is one of my favorite scenes. Him yeah, that's awesome. That's one thing with the second one. It's like... <laughs> He says, like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Right. And then the very next day or whatever it is, it's like he's burying that again and pouring concrete. And it's like, I thought you were back, but you're well, he's kind of back. burying he's it. He's back and until then, he's done. He didn't want But then, yeah, it's like he's immediately then brought back in again. So, yeah, that the second one is a little messy with that. And I don't know if they're just setting that up. So now in the fourth one, he can come back to the ashes of his house and sledgehammer it again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because he be never good. does take it like he buries it and then doesn't it doesn't show him going back to it yeah that would be actually good so I'm kind of done on the first one I know we're jumping around but yeah um, let me see because I know we probably skipped some things uh, some of the wording of things is that is the contract exclusive is what uh, Willem Dafoe says and I just like the the business right. side of things, and like it's like no, it's open, and it's like I just wanted to give it to you first. What's, um, what's the like sidekick? He's like a comedian guy. He's in Thirty Rock a lot. He's in some weird commercials too. For the back, <laughs> is that Dean Winters? Probably. What the guys always like English or whatever. Yeah. I do feel like the um, second two, there's way more, not maybe way, but there's an increase in humor in the second and third one. Maybe. I feel like. I, yeah, I, I feel like it's still pretty uh, low key. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I love the the music in the pool scene how it's like not action music at all it's just kind of like what you would hear in this club with a whatever it is like i don't know if, you, if pool is the right term it's not a hot tub but spa. like it yeah kind of spa thing and it's very chill but it's like this action scene going on with it and it's uh very enjoyable um everything's got a price something i wrote down <laughs> I don't know who says that, but someone says that. Um, yeah, uh, another th- thing against it would be bad guy has him and he starts monologuing. <laughs> it's like, and then he leaves him alive. That's the worst part. It's like, you've got John Wick in a chair. And why not just shoot him in the head right then? Like, I don't get... Unless it's like, oh, I don't want to be the one to do it. But still, it's like, I don't know. This seems 
the whole movie's building of like oh it's the Baba Yaga he'll come and get you and it's like yeah I'm gonna just leave him alive but tied up so that my men can kill him I feel like there's something in the second or third one where they almost like make a comment about like John Wick's luck or whatever where it's like if it was anyone else uh, like something happens where it's just like he things just happen for him at the right time type of thing yeah um yeah I think oh uh his all black suit is awesome like black on black is so cool (laughs) and like it's got a nice shine to it in certain spots yeah I love that one I mean he looks good in just the the regular suit with the white shirt too but yeah the black on black the all black is awesome I love that also I love the church scene in that like he comes in there confidently like and just starts shooting I forgot about that yeah and I love (laughs) the the, just uh, like I'm gonna burn all their money down like that yeah that's a great move and one thing about that scene, it says, like, the church is a front, which it is, obviously. But, like, there's one old woman in there yes. that is legitimately there for church, <laughs> and he doesn't kill her. And it's, like, unless she's just hanging out. But I get the sense that it's, like, it is still a legitimate church, but right. it's really the front. But, like, yeah, anyone can come in. So I just like that. There's, like, five other guys that he kills and then just one old lady that's there. Um, And, yeah, one thing I just kind of was thinking about how it opens. It starts with the ending where it shows him, like, getting out of the car and it looks like he's dying. And then, obviously, he doesn't die. Uh, But it's like, I don't know, at some point, were they thinking like, oh, John just dies at the end, like, right? I, I don't know. Like it, it could have been that way, but then it's like, well, then we can't make sequels. So, uh, or it is a more uh, positive ending for him to just get a new dog. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, I don't know. It's not really the point that like he needs a dog, but uh, it's more about the wife. And I guess, yeah, the third one f- circles around back to that about, like, remembering her. And that's how he can earn his uh, life, basically. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's it for the first one. So you wanted to do uh, favorite kills, of each of these do you have some picked out i have them for the second the second and third the first one was a little harder because it's funny that i kind of think i don't know if it's i would assume it's kind of my favorite but i don't know but yeah i i kind of just i think my favorite like fight scene is probably the first one like in the house like where it's just like this is the first time we're seeing him yeah and then like specifically like i just love him jumping down the stairs like he knows his house so well and then like shooting the guy through the wall (laughs) that i just (laughs) yeah uh 
It's like you can, he's practiced this <laughs> yeah, before. Like, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, it is the cleanest. That's for sure. Like he's, uh, yeah, very precise uh, as always. There's the, the final kill in the house is with the knife. Yeah. And uh, I liked that. Like there's that struggle. And then it's like he punches the knife or whatever the arm and like it goes in for a second and comes out and like it, it's covered in blood right. but it's like it happens so quick but the fact that there's visible blood on it makes it really cool yeah. um yeah i think it's it's weird i feel like i like the fights less as they go on because that one probably is like the most wowing because it's the first one but I do like uh, in the club, and I would think my favorite is uh, there's like this one huge guy that comes out of the pool, so he's in like a speedo, yeah. but like he's ripped and like really huge, and there's no like fight between them. It's like he already has his gun out, and it's like five shots to the chest, and then one into the head, and just like the way he goes down, it's just, it's awesome. Where he's like, "I'm not taking any chances. I'm gonna fill this guy in, and then finish it off with the headshot." And he's standing for the whole thing, and falls back into the pool. It's like that's, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> like it's yeah. not elaborate. It's just like nice and clean and justified and yeah I, I think that was my favorite in the first one mm-hmm. but it's hard to say because yeah like it, there's so many and they happen so quickly right so Where, you're just like wowed by most of them do you want to just talk about them all three <laughs> your favorite ones <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah so do you have, for, I'll have to check my notes because I don't even know. Because I've only seen the other ones once. I really it's just hard I, to the, pick them. It made me think of it when I was really watching the third one. So in the second one, I do like the car fight at the beginning when he uses the car itself and like is yeah. smashing the guy and stuff. Uh, and like I love when he gets hit, the car gets hit, and he falls out. Like he's yeah like all th- those little that is cool yeah are a lot of fun so uh yeah well we'll get into it, but like <laughs> and i love the silencer scene <laughs> in the second one where like it's a little goofy when they're like trying to shoot each other walking in the oh crowds. when they're walking <laughs> side yeah i like that is that is it is <laughs> That is a little bit humorous, but also just cool. Yeah. Where they're just like trying to be sneaky. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> like they must have like a whiteboard of ideas, and there's yeah. like, oh, we could try a silencer scene in crowds and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, the second one, I just I love when he just rams the guy with the car, and just the car stuff <laughs> with the uh, like that opening. I love both the opening for the second and third one especially the third one but the second one with like the car just like everything's wet neon reflective and like it does the turn in the air with the like the jump with the car like the wheels are turned or whatever and then like when it lands it like takes off right away but my i think my absolute favorite thing in all the john wicks as far as for kills it's the beginning of the third one. There's multiple things. 
I like the library stuff. I like all this other stuff. There's so many details in there. But that knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> the knife fight the is best. awesome. <laughs> where, like, they're just chucking it at, and a couple of them even, like, bounce off. Where it's like, yeah. Because, like, it is, like, everyone's played or most guys have played with knives and just chucking it into the grass. And, like, yeah. it's bouncing Sometimes off or, like, going to yeah. axe throwing. And, like, you got to learn to actually have the blade hidden. But when he's going back and forth, where it's, like, one knife into this guy, one knife into that guy, go get more knives and start chucking them. And it's just, yeah. like, and then using the other guy to block. And yeah. It, and that's a little bit of humor in that scene, too, where they're, like, they're staring at each other but behind them is the knives and they both like realize and then yeah. like there's a little bit of a beat where they like stop to yeah. get the knives there's a couple things like that in these movies i think the third one or that is the third one yeah. uh but there's another part where it's like um a reload race yes. where both of them are out and then it's like who can reload the yeah, fastest and, and get the other guy yeah, yeah that's awesome <laughs> or like he, yeah he, he's racing two guys and then he kills some pool uh yeah yeah so but yeah that knife thing i first time i saw that like that, that it was a opening weekend the theater was packed and everyone was like <laughs> just laughing and loving that part, yeah just... that that would have been a good experience i could see that being like because i i do the same thing like laughing at things not because it's haha funny but like it's so like unbelievable <laughs> what you're watching and like you're just enjoying yeah. it. I would definitely have been uh, in that yeah. crowd doing the same thing because yeah, that and is it like immediately after that or very close uh, with the horses? Oh yeah, I think it's <laughs> after that. Where... Like that is almost funny, but at the same time, it's like that's brutal. Like getting kicked by a horse, like you, you're you, out. You would, you, <laughs> like, I assume you're dead. Like yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it, like so the third one. Well, we're jumping around, but the third one. The is, thir yeah, third one definitely has the best action well, overall. I I say. I I wrote the time somewhere. It's like thirty minutes or forty minutes, where it's like of the immediate aftermath of the ending of the second one where it's yeah. like you have an hour and all yeah. these assassins and it's like the first half hour of the third one which i think gives so much like they talk about consequences in this movie yeah and it's just like there's so i can't I, this is typical it's like i can't think of anything <laughs> right now i'll try to think of one where it's like I think, well, Star Wars is actually something. Force Awakens, where it's like, just little things in it today, where she's like, they're like, where did you get Luke's lightsaber? That's a story for another time. And we never get that story. <laughs> right? So it's like, yeah. with this, it's like, they could have started the third movie a week later. But like, yeah. they knew enough, like, no, that was such a good build up. We're going to start it immediately. And he's running. And the fact, like, yeah. everything happens there. Where, like, he's doing stuff with the dog. He gets shot. He's doing this stuff with the doctor. The library fight. I think that guy's, like, a basketball player or something. Like, he's so tall. Like, yeah, that fight huge. is awesome. Where they're using the books and, like, punching each other in the throat. Or he's, like... Yeah, there's and they're trying no to music. It, and, and, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, 
does uh, the giant guy say shh at some point? <laughs> Maybe. And then I was like, am I hearing people in the background doing that too? But it might have just been other but, sound effects. Like, that's a great fight. But, like, you have the horses, the uh, knife fight, and the library fight all at the opening scene. Uh, essentially, uh, sequence. Like, the first half hour. Uh, yeah, it's... It's great stuff, and I love that also with the uh, him talking about reloading, but like him using that old gun, and like yeah, and it's I, for one. I wish shot. he used it more. <laughs> he just uses it once. Yeah, but it's weird where it's like I'm, I'm fiddling, I'm fiddling, doing it, and then it's like one guy. Comes I don't up, even know what he does. <laughs> he, all it is is one guy comes up the stairs, and the first guy he shoots and puts the gun down and runs. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, like all what that work for just one kill. It's, I kind of like that. Like, is he is he trying to just like find one that will work the best or something, I or don't know like what that is? Just like because what I thought was going to happen there was he was taking out all the whatever you call the middle chamber thing, and he was like going to load up a bunch of those so that he just can reload real quick with these like six that's what i thought was gonna happen and it's like he literally takes one shot and it sounds amazing and then he's done so i then i was like wait then what was he doing like (laughs) just custom made it so it was a really good shot (laughs) i don't know get it working or whatever but yeah 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 it's just it's a kind of against your expectations you think he's getting this ready and there's going to be a whole fight with an old-fashioned gun that he just uses it for one shot and moves on. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, <laughs> we've we blown past the yeah. second one. Oh, okay, so this... My, my favorite kill, I think, of the second one, and maybe it's a cop-out, maybe it's uh, unexpected, but... It is the unexpectedness that makes it my favorite. I did not see Santino's death coming when it does at the very end because of the buildup of rules Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. It's like, it's off the table. He can't do it. And I think like that is to the credit of the writers and them building the story. That is the only reason that the second one works is that it is setting up that and then it's setting up the third one and it's like i if i saw that in theaters i couldn't see that having a big reaction because even me just watching it at home like in bed or whatever i was doing and being like oh like i like it caught me off guard and it was just like what did you do i think or no that's no he says what have you done? Yeah, <laughs> like Ian McShane. Uh, like, and yeah, it's like, that is exactly what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, you're not supposed to conduct business on <laughs> continental grounds, John. <laughs> so like, yeah, though, just the ramifications. It's not like, oh, that was a cool death. But like the buildup to that, I think they played that perfectly. Um, yeah, I don't know about like a cool kill i think there's a lot of good ones at the museum at the end um or whatever they're in yeah. um but there's like 
a couple where he like shoots their foot like <laughs> they're sticking out around the corner he shoots their foot and then gets them as they fall or um shooting through the wall at a guy uh so yeah there's a few in there and it's like it's first time watch so i'm sure a lot of things just kind of go too quickly um i think in the even uh i don't love the like rock concert or whatever thing yeah but the idea of like him setting up his guns and like the like crazy shadows and stuff there i do like that where it's like him progressing through his weapons and like he's prepared Uh, yeah and it's interesting because i feel like the people he's fighting i don't know did he know it was gonna go that way because i feel like he's fighting not the people you would expect him to be because of just the way that job goes like he goes to kill the sister and i feel like the people coming after him are santino's guys so it's like they shouldn't have been after him but they are i don't know it's just i feel like he has it all planned out i think um one of the best scenes in the second one is him preparing and going yeah the tailor and the sommelier uh talking in star wars it's your phantom menace the voice of darth maul peter serafinowitz uh he's awesome and yeah just recommending guns and stuff like i love that uh and using like ah dessert and like stuff like that like it's uh that is one of the best scenes um yeah uh but it seems like what he's preparing for kind of changes for him but uh uh yeah so that would be the the kill for me is uh the at the very end why do i have and... shooting in the hall crazy grade what does that mean is there a hall sh- shoot? Shooting in the hall. <laughs> crazy grade great i don't know i don't know which hall you'd mean Um, Lawrence Fishburne says, quote, damn right up, right of you. What's that mean? <laughs> I don't I know. feel like he has some expressions. <laughs> I probably wouldn't let damn right. He, yeah. One thing uh, I get from this one, especially, is uh, that in this world, homeless people don't exist. Yes. <laughs> They're all just like part of this society i do love that when he the guy hides him and then the other guys come yeah up and they, that's a good moment he shoots them and then guys are there to clean them up right away too yeah I, yeah the the second one definitely makes it seem like everyone's part of this world yeah. like there's not a lot of people that are just like well, even I don't know. It's kind of like the Matrix, how it's like everyone's living their lives, but then there's the people that know the Matrix. It's it's yeah. similar to that, where it's like, no, these are the people on the and inside. And they do that at the end with uh, Winston, where everyone stops at the just around the excommunicado, and he starts to run. Yeah, and like it's just like oh, so like there's no normal people walking through Central Park at five o'clock at night. Type yeah, of thing, so. Yeah, it's weird, like, 
certain things. I like that certain things are like not built up, but like are used up right away. So like him fiddling with the gun in the third one, or like preparing it. But like in this one, it's like I think Lawrence Fishburne. It's like here's a gun, and you have seven rounds in it and it's like you almost think that he's gonna have to like do like conserve it but it's like nope he just goes in and uses seven rounds right away and then finds other weapons and keeps going like it's not like in other movies it would have been like I got one shot left like we're gonna have a little bit of a scene it's just like no things happen right away kind of thing yeah, I do like that with that gun because, yeah, for that reason, it's like, it makes sense. It's not a movie thing. Yeah. It's just, uh, here's a gun to get you going. Yeah. Here's your starter weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like all the women, yeah. all the secretaries, like this old-fashioned yes. thing with like... I like building on that. Yeah, the switchboards. I like how they all have tattoos. Yeah. Uh, even the older women. Um, and yeah, very like, I don't know, 50s looking yeah, almost. It's all like a weird combination of stuff because like they're on computers, but like, yeah, it's this. But the computers aren't even that modern. <laughs> right, exactly. But, and like, even the way that it's showing stuff, it's like sending out text messages, but it's like. It's just doing them one at a time. Yeah. Like, this is going to take forever. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> this bizarre uh, combination. It's almost like uh, a little bit of Batman the Animated Series, where it's, like, these gangster-type-looking cars, but then it's, yeah. like, modern and not modern at the same time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of Batman... Um, I'm pretty sure this is who this person is. The one uh, female assassin who's, I don't know, if she, I guess she's deaf, the one that yeah. does like the sign language. Yeah, yeah, she's bad. Uh, I think she's, uh, she played Batwoman on the TV, the TV show that was Yeah, did she quit recent. or something? And then she quit and someone else took over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, I, I don't know what else I would know her as like, she's in things I've seen, but it's like, yeah, I wouldn't recognize you from that. But I know that she's also in pitch perfect three. She's one of like yeah, the yeah, yeah. rival <laughs> singers. Ruby Rose yeah. is her name. Yeah, she is pretty good. And I feel like yeah. her final fight with him is pretty good. I, I do like that. Like even with Perkins, in the first one where like it's not gonna be super realistic but like okay this ruby rose is like that thing is a twig like yeah so like her swinging a knife is like okay that's threatening they do a little bit of like actual hitting each other in combat but like she would be destroyed by like just like there's no strength like if she, if she didn't have a knife and like she could punch Keanu I don't care how <laughs> like when, and like he could absorb that like there's no strength there which, but I think they do a 
pretty good job of like no it's pretty much just guns and knives at first they're not like wrestling a ton and that is relatively a quick fight so yeah here's an interesting thing um so the suit how it's got like the body armor in it i like the explanation where it's like it'll stop a bullet but it's still gonna really hurt because obviously it's the force of a bullet it's not gonna absorb any of that it just won't pierce you but it's sewn into the lining uh his the cloth on the outside should be shredded but it 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 doesn't show any like where so it should just be the lining inside it's a a superhero problem but yeah, it's like, like yeah. yeah I don't care if Superman's invulnerable, but your your suit's not. <laughs> See, The Incredibles deals with these things. Yeah, and to me, it's also like the paint on Captain America's shield. Is it vibranium-based paint? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what else? This second one. Um, yeah. I... I like the. I kind of. It made me think of James Bond, or at least Quantum of Solace, the way that it picks up after the first one, uh, especially it being a car thing at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I do like that. Just the credits, or whatever, and like coming in and hearing the sound of a car chase or whatever. Uh, Yeah. I like the water fountain, with Common. And stuff. Yes, and then yeah. their little fight in the subway, also with the uh, like he gets them, but then it's like don't pull the knife out or or you'll die, type of thing. Yeah, which is uh, interesting. So yeah, that's the last time you see him, right? right. So he could come back. Yes, and even I don't think Ruby Rose is gonna come back, but you don't see her necessarily die and it, she's almost left the same way but I feel like she definitely yeah. would die the thing is she kind of has the same look as the woman in the third one but she's not a fighter in the third one she's just like a bureaucrat yeah. <laughs> the table what's it called? yeah the adjudicator is it the upper table or just the table? um the upper table is it high table high table table. yeah yeah do you think they all sit at high chairs yeah (laughs) um let's see um flashbacks they reuse a lot of flashbacks of of the wife just to recap uh to bring viewers up to speed in case they forgot the first one or didn't watch the first one um same complaint it's like they're all trying to they get him out of his car like it's all bashed up and then everyone just immediately rushes him for hand to hand it's like just shoot him doesn't anyone have a gun no. <laughs> like <laughs> uh here's a important note rules <laughs> rules uh very heavily based on that and it's funny i wrote that like halfway through probably watching it and then it's like oh this actually does come into play for the the rest of it so that is very important um i thought that the 
I was making notes on what the actual plot was just in case that was important because didn't really know where it was going because it's like okay so he needs to kill this one girl so that the brother can sit at the table instead of her I don't know that that's really important like I, I think that's just kind of to set things up to get him to where it ends in the in the second one doesn't really matter why <laughs> no but if they're going like I feel like how the third one ends and whatever like it's gonna like I feel like he's gonna kill the high table or something and destroy the system or something yeah so if yeah. it's that at least like just setting up that world then yes but like yeah as far as actual consequences we're definitely gonna meet the high table and like <laughs> Because they talk about it like there's New York and Rome yeah. and like all the different places. So I'm sure we're going to see. I hope they don't do an actual table and people sitting around it. But <laughs> there's going to be definitely him like be taking everything out. As, uh, it's going to be Casino Royale table type where it's like 1998 CD-ROM poker game. Where it's like gonna be the variety of like stereotypical. You're gonna have yeah. a giant black guy and then some Asian lady, and <laughs> all the. I'm different. I'm thinking um, the uh, what are they called? The pirates. When like the pirate lords or whatever in uh, the like third Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like yes. it's exactly that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like here's all the stereotypes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I see is going to be those. Um, so it's one hour in, which is halfway through because it's only a two-hour movie. And there's no real action since the beginning with the car. Right. So it's a lot slower paced, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of body shot, headshot combos. But then when he and Common fire at each other, they both only go for the body. <laughs> uh, I like when he uses his jacket for face cover. The body armor, that's cool. Oh, the runner-up for like just a cool kill is uh, when they're in the catacombs. I don't know yeah. what they are, like the kind of cave things. Um, he's got the shotgun and like shoves it like right into a guy and shoots him and there's like a kind of muted pop (laughs) noise or like the muzzle flash isn't quite as big like I think that one's uh, a really satisfying kill Uh, and there's the whole like oh he once killed like five guys with a pencil or whatever the number is and then he kills two more with a pencil in this one. Yeah. I noticed. I don't know if that um, would work. I feel like, yeah, the pencil would probably break yeah, these after the first pretty, one, at least. They're not that strong. Like, the tip, at least, would break. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the repeated line, um, consider this a professional courtesy, how he flips it around like when he's doing the knife thing and saying don't take it out and he says consider this a professional courtesy Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, I think that's about it for me on that one. Uh, yeah, homeless people don't exist is my last <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> note. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, ends with the killing of him, uh, and it's it's cool because yeah, like in the first one, you've got um, what's her name kills someone on the grounds and is obviously trying to kill John, and then she gets killed for doing that, d- doing that, and it's in Central Park, and then you, that's where the last scene is, yes, I didn't and he walks through it. Because I was like, something's going to happen when he walks through. It's like, even though he's letting him go, it's like our guy's going to come out and they don't. But uh, yeah, that scene leading into the third one, as we've already started talking about, is awesome. And that ticking clock of like, you have one hour and everyone's kind of waiting for it. And even the giant guy, he's like, no one's going to (laughs) know if I do it 10 minutes too soon or whatever it is. Like that's uh pretty good or it's like yeah no one (laughs) how would they know like you just don't report it until after (laughs) no exactly it's all good the rain everything the horses the motors (laughs) like it's all good stuff i was thinking they do a pretty good job in this one with like they're uh I feel like there's other movies where guys have helmets and it's just like yeah. hitting someone with a stick with a helmet. Sure, that still hurts. Like I get hit in the head all the time with hockey sticks and it phases you. But it's like I can take a lot more with a helmet on than without a helmet on where it's like I feel like they do. I'm, I'm giving saying the movie's good. Where I've seen other movies where it's like people are almost like swinging and hitting people with helmets on, with like specifically motorcycle helmets. I feel like I've seen this in movies. And it's like that person would be able to handle that, <laughs> like uh, to knock someone out with a with a motorcycle helmet on. You'd have to do something pretty drastic so I I think the third one is pretty good in that like when they're actually fighting in the continental too whereas like it's it's taking way more work and then he's like going and like doing point blank on guys (laughs) yeah like having to get up under the helmet like like, it's awesome (laughs) yeah like it's like it's thought through and there's a lot of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, just that whole bit of like, I need more firepower coming yeah. back. And then they get the shotguns and go back out. Uh, and the difference that that makes, like how then you, you're doing headshots with a shotgun and they're just like going flying and like yeah. <laughs> their heads are just gone. Yeah. And tons of reloading is fun. Yeah. And yeah, the slowness of the reload it like adds a little tension um and it feels more um like you really have to make your shots count and again the precision like you can see it where it's just like if you're at a firing range or something and you're you want to hit each target and they're just nailing it i think uh that scene they do a really good job Mm mm-hmm 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I do think the action in the third one, they really do up it, like, and are pretty creative and, like, they're pretty, like, you got the horse stuff and you have just normal gun stuff and then you have hand-to-hand combat stuff. So, like, there's, and then Halle Berry with the dogs. And that's one thing with this movie, like, there's two scenes where he has another person with him, helping him, which is unique, right? Yeah. So, like, the other ones don't do that. One thing with the dogs, it is, like, actually cringy, like, unsettling. Like, the idea of a vicious dog biting your balls, like, that happens (laughs) multiple times. It's like... I feel like that's scarier than like getting shot in the leg. I think I'd rather get shot in the leg yeah. than have a wild dog <laughs> bite my nuts. <laughs> like, it's just like that's terrifying. <laughs> like, oh man! And I, I do like how well the dogs are trained, and specifically the one scene where like it's after the big fight. And Halle Berry and John Wick are running out, or they're kind of just walking out, and the jeep pulls up, and then they just run at it and shoot everyone uh, there. And I, I just love that, where it's like they're kind of surprising them, where it's like uh, yeah. you attack them, it's right. You don't let them attack you; you attack them, and they'll be off guard. It's kind of even like Sicario, where it's like. Oh, they're moving. We're just gonna go swarm that car, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, don't give them a chance. And how the dogs like jump in one, and then she calls them over, and they jump in the other. It's uh... also they're in Casablanca. I feel like there's multiple Casablanca the movie references, but there's something uh, I forget what it said, but it's like something waits for no man. And that's a direct quote from Casablanca, the movie. I forget what, it's like fate or time <laughs> doesn't wait for, uh, doesn't wait for no man. But, yeah. Uh, uh, t- I love the doctor at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and just the, the idea of john having people on his side and it's like he doesn't have to help him he's allowed to help him until the excommunicado but it's like there's other people that obviously could just try and kill him and they do but like how he stops like he's counting down for him and he stops right on the (laughs) the hour and then even like He's like, they'll know that I told you where to get the medicine. And he's like telling him where to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's good. It is. That's funny, but like yeah. understandable too. It is. It's very good. And just like there. What do this is? It is actually excellent. These three movies where like they say it in the movie consequences and it's like yeah consequences and but <laughs> that when you set up a world any world matrix star wars Jurassic Park, anything right 
and it's just like but then it's like oh you're going against what you just said superhero movies everything right but it's like no I feel like this these movies really make a point of like yeah we're not we're not saying this is realistic but we're gonna say like if you do this it matters and whatever so like they're not ignoring anything and like uh they're like what they're really playing it up as like what if this world was real type of thing and then it's like what would happen so uh yeah i really love that i like uh the yeah i think guns lots of guns they get nice words uh deconsecrated <laughs> the uh yeah all these long words for Ian McShane and other people to say um one of the scenes in when he first gets to Casablanca and the guys kind of jump him yeah. uh and then the other guy kind of calls them off but then when the one guy is like i'm going to kill him anyways but then he shoots that guy in the head you there's like a sound effect of like brains spilling out or something and you don't see it because it's so dark but it's just like just sounds like something pouring out of his head it's a great sound um and then another sick thing with the uh, just going back to the the knife fight the slow stab in the eye (laughs) like it's so slow and just doesn't turn away from it and it's like i can see some people not being able to watch that yeah there uh i don't think like i like the third one a lot but it is a big they do a good job because there is a big jump from john wick one where it's like body shops and uh, Russian mobs to like all of a sudden I'm walking in the desert and I'm running into this yeah. sultan <laughs> and like yeah. it's like all like this is like we've expanded this universe to like this yeah. crazy level where I feel like there's other movies like that where it's just like okay now we're doing this and it's just like we've come a long way from uh the good old days of just like normal uh whatever stuff yeah it it is true but i think it still feels like it fits and the first one is really just like an intro into the world and now that we're the first one's just about john it doesn't really have to do about have anything to do with the world it's just kind of the backdrop and there's parts of it but then yeah this is getting into what's actually happening yeah and i think it works because that's his purpose like it's a big deal it's not just like okay just randomly things are happening like it's like no everything matters so like the continental matters he's purposely going to casablanca going to find halle berry to find this other guy so he can find the guy in the desert like it's not just like such a simple yeah. like oh he just went there and it was if he went there too easily then it would I feel 
make it cheaper in this world cheaper but like yeah one thing that i wasn't expecting was what uh what the one guy says to be so literal about like you have to walk in the desert until you're on your last breath and then keep going and and then he'll find you or he doesn't and it's like is that a metaphor and it's like nope that's literally (laughs) what he does yeah (laughs) didn't expect that yeah he cuts off his finger i feel like that's a pain in the butt to like, so for editing for the rest of the, the this fourth movie where it's like we yeah. gotta green screen that finger out the rest of the time no he actually cut yeah. it off he's dedicated uh i was gonna ask is that a real assassin thing because that's in assassin's creed like in the first ones like they do it as like a dedication thing but also the hidden blade passes through that spot like when you have your closed hand i guess like in the it, first the, game definitely in the first one and i'm pretty sure the second one really? Ezio also has to cut off his finger and then eventually it's like yeah we don't do that anymore <laughs> but uh yeah it was like when that happened i'm like is this because i was already starting to make some connections where it's like what is this like other than the high table like what is this group called? And then they start saying assassin a lot. And it's like, okay, so yeah, it is literally about assassins. And then it's like, so assassins creed, like that's a whole other thing. It's very similar, especially getting into this like desert and like different cultures and whatever. It's like, that's what assassins creed is. You're different times and different uh, regions. So I don't know. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. I wonder if they'll expand it and, make it make any sense but like so there's all these assassins but we all agree on these rules is essentially what this world is like there's no one outside of it really you know what i mean like yeah yeah that's the other thing i was thinking it's like is everyone just assassinating each other yeah. or like what, and, where, when are these people being used in normal circumstances? Well that, and then it's just like, we just agree. Like, it's just like, you're almost forced to agree with the high table type of thing. Like, whereas like, well, why wouldn't you just be an assassin and not listen to the high table? I guess then you would be killed or whatever. But yeah, yeah because I do think, I do feel like, yeah, the high table is going to be taken out or something because the way uh, the end of the third one with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, right? It's just like he's not happy. And he yeah. has his army of homeless guys and whatever. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, the titles so, prepare uh, for war. And it's like, I guess there's... Yeah preparing in this like for like you could say like it's self-contained within this movie but then i think it's also for the future where it's leading to yeah um so two things um lawrence fishburne it seemed to me that his little faction is not part of the high table right and then, like, the adjudicator comes to him and he's like, you don't own me. But it seems like they have some sort of power over him. Or at least, it's like... like he, he exists at their pleasure. 
type of thing where it's like yeah. we're, we allow you to do what you want to do but we are allowing it it's not yeah so uh, uh and then at the end just to skip right to that so winston shoots john wick but i couldn't tell if it was like a I'm doing this to save you kind of move or I'm doing this to save myself. I feel like it's to save him. It's to save both, but to save John Wick as well because cuz he's acting th- like, "Oh, like the body's gone. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize like he he knows that he's going to escape, but at the same time it like he doesn't shoot him. Kind of seems like he's betraying him. It kind of seems like but, he's betraying him, but the way he looks at his helper there and yeah, just like it seems like why would he betray him now? Just like I'm not saying it's not impossible, but I feel like they could do it, but I feel like we don't want that to happen because we like that character. So that would be a pretty bold move for the writers to like make him into an enemy of John Wick. But I could, I could see how John would misinterpret that. <laughs> yeah, like just the way that it ends after that with him angry, the like uh, homeless guy bringing him, <laughs> and it seems like he's gonna it, it. It seems like he's gonna get back at Winston, right? But really, I don't think he should be. I think it's more the high table still the main enemy here and who knows maybe they'll address that right away or it'll be a no i did that to save you (laughs) i don't know i do love that fireplace outside though that's pretty sweet um and yeah so the the character of the adjudicator i liked her a lot um just like the idea of like a bureaucrat going around to these different places and being like you screwed up. You have seven days to get your affairs in order. Like when she showed up to both of those like higher up people, I was like, I'm interested in what's going to happen next. Like that was the difference between this and the second one was like when there's these in between scenes where there's no action. It's just talking. It's like, no, I'm, I'm invested in this now. I want to see where this is going. Um, the, the stuff that maybe not so much was when, uh, he, I don't even know what you would call them, but like when he goes to these other Russians that are like his family or something, like what's going on there? It seems like, yeah. And this, I assume there's going to be stuff with this, with like this offshoot movie that's happening with something ballerina in the title. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, that whole world and yeah, I kind of forget about that, but like he gets his, he gets soldered. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, burned a lot. Well, yeah. I, yeah, he gets kind of branded in the back with that. And then when he cuts off his finger, yeah. he gets that cauterized. <laughs> this universe is brutal. And like, I do like that details of all the like broken toes for the ballerinas. Yeah, uh, little things like that where it's just like brutal stuff but yeah it is weird 
there's like they are expanding it because there's even like the Asian guys, right? Attack don't they attack like the homeless guys? Yeah. So and there's a couple good kills in that too. This, yeah, those guys are pretty cool because they're like ninjas. Yeah. So they're like coming out of nowhere yeah, and the sword straight down on the head. The yeah, and it's funny because most of the action is like one man against many. And then this is different because it's like a few guys all working together to taking yeah. take a, a, few, a bunch of other people. So that's a nice little change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty quick too. Yeah. I like... Uh, just even also how her coin is different. How it's like a black gold coin. <laughs> right. To show that she's special. I liked Halle Berry. I think she was good. I like the uh, humor when she says sit and the dog sit. That's great stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, yeah, I was talking to you. Uh, and how I much think... they hate each other or how much she hates him. But like, yeah, but she's I following think the rules still. She's okay. I don't love her in this. I think her she's like really good with the action stuff, but she's too much of an actor. Like, there's too much going on with her face, and like, yeah. uh, uh, when he's just like doing stuff and yeah. just a blank face kind of thing. So I, that was my one thing. But it's like, ah, I guess people have different styles, but still, it's like. <laughs> you think that it would be more professional, like this isn't phasing me kind of stuff, but she's, she can't help it. She's a actress at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yeah. Uh, so the director is what she's uh, credited as is Angelica Houston, which when I saw her, I was like, I didn't think it was, Angelica Houston, I thought it was just someone that looked like her. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because she's looking old or they really make her look Russian or something. But I was like, I, yeah, it was just, it was this weird thing where it's like, it's not her, but it's someone that looks like her. And then Brenda walked in and she's like, oh, it's her. And I'm like, is it? Who is this? <laughs> I looked it up. That's the like, Russian woman who's oh, yeah, like yeah, watching yeah, yeah. The, the ballerina. Uh, yeah, Angelica Houston. Um, did not think that was actually her, and it is. Um, something I just saw here on IMDb. Um, at the end, I didn't see this in the credits, but it says it's dedicated to Michael Nyquist who is the guy that plays Vigo in the first one. And apparently he died in 2017. Mm-hmm. I think that was the year I saw. So a lot of John Wick people dying. Um, let's go back to my notes here. Yeah, I like the enforcement of rules and punishing anyone who even helped John Wick. It's not even just like, oh, John Wick broke the rules, but it's like just even giving him an hour. It's like you should have just killed him on the spot and giving him the 
the gun with the seven bullets that was you should have just been killing him but yeah with with morpheus it's like well is he bound by the rules like i don't know it's just the, i feel like his is a little loose um and were you supposed to think that he dies see that's the thing the way they film it because i knew like that we see him at the end so then it's just like well the seven lashes it's like everything seemed fine except the last swing it seems like it's like but it's like i guess you could take it <laughs> yeah or like were they trying to kill him or it's like you're gonna have to live with seven cuts right like it just the way they make it sound like is it's gonna kill him but apparently it didn't i just didn't know if they knew that <laughs> uh stunts visual effects with the motorcycles is flawless that was my note there where it's like i know this is not real but it looks so real yeah i don't know it might be in the second one even but i love motorcycles crashing towards camera <laughs> yeah like when it's bouncing it's great uh, I don't know what's going on with this world, but like just the idea that um, the high table has its own SWAT team. Right. It's like, so who are these guys? Are they only for this situation or are they also assassins but have body armor, like full body armor? Or like, it just seems... <laughs> Like, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Different levels of things. Um, yeah, I feel like this yeah. movie is uh, all set up for cutting room floor stuff. <laughs> it's like, what's, yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Like, how is Lawrence Fishburne acting at breakfast when nothing's going on? Because he's at 11 <laughs> with, like, get this man yeah. a gun. And it's like how yeah. he's always going on and like excommunicado like everything's just really <laughs> over the top which is great but yeah yeah and like do any of this these people get a day off right. like winston's always there yeah. it's it's, and, it's like why so what's your life well, that, just this? And like, he's done it for 40 years and then also uh it's like everything costs a gold coin. It doesn't matter what you do. It's like a room costs a gold coin. Delivering a, a dog, it costs a gold <laughs> coin. It's all just everything's a dollar. Well, yeah, it's. I guess it's not the the gold that's worth. It's like it's a f almost like a favor, right? And you you can cash in your favors. Um. I like when uh what what's the word you said with the like when they shut down the continental what do they call that something. I had it written down De when sanctified or whatever. I don't know uh after that how he's like uh 
our service is still off limits to me. <laughs> like, I love that where it's like, I guess we're on the yeah. same side. Deconsecrate. Deconsecrate. Like, yes. Yeah, I like that moment where it's like they already kind of were together. Yeah. It was more just like a rules are rules kind of thing. It's like, well, I guess the rules don't apply now because yeah. we're we're not part it of the team. It is really good. Like the fact that she's up in her room and they're just fighting in the lobby and stuff. It's just like everyone knows their role type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would my not that these movies are perfect but my one complaint for the third one is i do think it's a little long and that like the it's fun i really enjoy them like fighting and then going back to the vault and getting new guns or whatever but then when they have to go into their like glass whatever yeah and then it's like okay i gotta fight these two guys and then i gotta fight the other guy and it's just like yeah we probably could those combine could those trimmed or down. trim them down yeah i do like those two guys and how it's like they respect him and they're kind of these fans and then he lets them live right. and they're just like okay you beat us but like at the beginning they both have knives to his throat and it's like they could have had him there, but then they wanted to have the fight. Right. So it's just kind of kind of interesting. I feel like I recognized one of those guys. I feel like those guys um, could come back. Like if, yeah. if they could have like a team up thing where like there's gonna be a bunch of John Wick allies, a bunch against other people. I wonder if they'd ever do something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find one of these guys. Shinobi number one and number two. Maybe it's these guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely recognized one of them uh, from like, oh yeah, one of the, the one guy, I don't know, maybe both of them are, is from The Raid, uh, which is awesome. And let's see if the other guy is too. He's in the raid, and he's actually in uh, Force Awakens. Oh, Kanji Club. Guys in, yeah, one of those guys. Uh, this guy's at least in the raid too, and Kroken Shand from Force Awakens. That's yeah, interesting. First movie was the raid too, so I haven't seen the second raid. The first one's awesome. Um, I highly recommend those. Or <laughs> at least the first one. I have the second one. I just haven't watched it. Um, yeah, the glass thing, I felt like was a little similar to the mirrors in the second one. Which, that whole bit in the second one, I feel like, I don't know if it was wasted or what, but it's like this house of mirrors thing and not a lot happens in it. Yeah. You'd think that there'd be a lot of like, Oh, he's there and shooting. And then no, he's not. He's behind me or something like that. Uh, doesn't really do a lot with that and takes a long time. And then the glass in this one, it's like, it looks cool and they kind of play with it a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. I think that that also, that could have been cut down and, 
just the setting and the fact that it's like the two guys and then he's got to do the the one guy and he's literally going up a level it felt very like video game boss fight (laughs) kind of thing yeah uh i feel like i mean that's what these movies are video games basically i feel like the second one with the glass fight or the mirror fight too where it's just like that idea is i've never seen it executed where it's like, oh, this is exceptional and was well worth it. It's always like, oh, a house of mirrors. Let's fight in that. And it sounds better than it ever <laughs> turns out yeah. to be. Because you're also trying not to get the camera in it. Well, I feel like so. they must just somehow digitally take it out. Because how do you yeah. even do that? <laughs> like, I guess it's mirrors. behind a mirror. <laughs> maybe yeah, somehow yeah, so. two-way yeah i'm sure it's not easy but yeah it seems like there's things like that where i think just simple settings like and they don't like it's not too crazy in these so far where it's like relatively simple settings for fights are fine you don't need lava flows yeah Sometimes you do. <laughs> um, I like the guy in the pool. So we get another pool fight and they go underwater and like John kind of swims back. And then he tries when the other guy tries to shoot him, you see the bullet like lose its momentum and it doesn't quite reach him. And then he goes for him. I think that's awesome. And it like, it shows you what's happening. It's easy to understand. Yes. And you know, like there's a thought process that he's doing that's, while that happens. I would say that's in my top five, at least top three, maybe even number one of reasons why I like these movies where it's like things are thought out and you can understand what's going on by watching it. Whereas it's just yeah. like the simple thing of like, these guys are body armored up. It's like, now I got to shoot them differently and deal with them differently because like how he goes in there, it's like, he's, it's like bang, bang, bang. Oh, the, this guy's still alive. Now I have to deal with it. It's just like, yeah, it's really yeah. well done. It's, yeah, I feel like you want to make a standout action movie. I don't know how, well, these are for sure coordinated too like crazy degree but like coordinated and uh what do you call it storyboard everything yeah and if you do that you make better movies instead of just kind of winging it like anyone that yeah great seeds bad backs is crazy storyboarded where it's like this to this to this to this and you can kind of understand what's going on and it's way better than just quick cuts and shaky cam yeah for sure um i liked jason manzukas do you know who that is no he's one of the homeless guys he's like the first one oh, okay, he sees yeah, and yeah. he's like tiktok but he's like a comedian yeah. 
but he fit pretty well and like he because of his beard and like the yeah. look of it it's like yeah he kind of fits the role there too where it's like i know i yeah now that you mentioned i don't know I, that i've seen him do anything but yeah I'm like he's just one of those characters like that just shows up in things like he's like i know he was in parks and rec uh a few times and stuff like that uh so yeah it was just yeah. he's someone it's like oh i know that guy and i think for being a serious movie like it it was a a good fit for him um yeah i'm done i think i i'm pretty done so i gave i think that it makes sense that there's a sequel that was one thing going into these is like so we're gonna go see a fourth one is it gonna be just tacked on but it's like nope this is definitely meant to be a series it's justified i'm excited to see fourth one i Um, i do hope that like that they finish it (laughs) like whenever they choose to like if they're gonna go for six yeah but i would be fine if they're already saying five like uh i remember when the second one came out like hoping that like just like with box office stuff right because there is supposed to be like there was talking about like sicario three you know what i mean where it's like i do want to see the second one finished off so this i just like i just hope like this one does well enough that they can keep going or stop it properly and not just have it fade out because I feel like I feel like they probably have a end in mind and yeah it's just about like how much do they want to stretch that out because yeah you can see where it's going he's definitely going to take down the high table and the fact that we already know there's a fifth it's not going to happen in the fourth one so it's like depending on where the fourth one ends you might be able to see the fifth one being the final one (laughs) so yeah Yeah, i just like uh, like with mission impossible coming out it's like that does feel like those are going to be the last two you would think yeah i would assume like maybe but yeah, you the fact that know, they're saying those are uh, part one and part two, that's usually these days the finale. Like, it's just like, yeah. as much as like, yeah, he's ageless, it's just like, it's hard to do, you can do the fake stuff, but like to do the real stunts after you're 65, I'm sure he's a little tougher. Yeah, and... I'm sure he, uh, like, because in the one video before Maverick, he looks a lot older than he was in the actual movie. Yeah. So it's like he is starting to, starting to <laughs> look aged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, even uh, even Mr. John Wick himself, I'm sure, will be slowing down. Um, he's obviously not as old, but I'm sure he doesn't also want to, be doing this forever and he he does same thing like it was 95 percent of the stunts or something yeah. like i know at least for the second one it said any everything was him except for like getting hit by a car and falling down the stairs or something right. but everything else is keanu 
So, um, so what did you give these star ratings? I gave them four and a half the first one, and then four and four. And it's probably should I, I don't know like my my rating for enjoyment is probably one three two, but three is really moved up where it's like it's a lot of fun and it doesn't have like the buildup of the first one but like it has i think the best action so it's really i would say it's kind of a toss-up between the first and the third one but i think i like the second one enough that it's like nah it's more than a three and a half for me but then i don't know if i think yeah whatever at one point it was like am i gonna give all these fours or all these four and a halves or whatever they're all in that range they're it's not uh they're not crazy different for me the second one for sure is i think the weakest but as we've said the there's great things in it and then also how it ends and the third one begins which is not it but like is really effective and fun so yeah um i i want to see if i have if i can see the history on the first one because i had the first one out of five but i don't know if that was like a first time on letterboxd i'm just going through rating things that i have seen and it's like oh yeah that's like a perfect action movie uh, yeah, I don't know when I had watched it before, but um, I gave it a four and a half this time. I think it's like, it's really good action and love the story and stuff. Towards the end, I care less and less. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it it dwindles a little bit, um, but the beginning stuff is definitely awesome. And yeah, it's like some of the best action out there, so... What can you really complain about? I think it's just the kind of boss fight and um, some of that stuff and little little things about it uh, that don't keep it at like a, a perfect five. Uh, and then, yeah, the second one, I, I agree with the order. I think it's a one, three, two. So the second one, I, I was kind of leaning towards a three and a half, but it's like, no, but it like... The look of it and just the the care and the trying, like you can tell the the like effort, as you said, is there. Yeah. And then I think also just like if the third one didn't pan out, <laughs> maybe the second one would also go down. But it's like, no, it does set up the third one for like a great opening and even just the rest of the story, like where it goes, like yeah. it all hinges on the second one. So obviously you should judge a movie based on its own things, but I think just what it does in terms of the series, it definitely keep it earned that four. Um, and the third one has that stupid title. So you got to bring that. Yeah. Down. I mean, yeah, the third one, that is a little bit of a strike against it, but I did give it a four and a half because it's like, it is 
probably just as fun, if not more fun than the first one because of all the crazy action. Well, that's the thing. It's easier. It would be a better group watch, the third one. Yeah. It just gets right to it and it keeps on going. There's not as many lulls and the ones that are there are actually interesting. And yeah, just the the spectacle of things, that knife fight, um, even the the book fight like right at the beginning like breaking the guy's neck with the book like that's brutal and like even it being in his mouth and stuff like that like it's nuts um so yeah i gave that a four and a half i mean it could become the number one uh maybe with some time but uh for now i think i'd go one three two as well so yeah, we'll see where number four goes. If we can keep up this momentum. Um, and we'll discuss next week John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs>